welcome to another episode of The Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. I'm Nathan. And the Glasses Gang is together again here to discuss a riveting chunk of <laughs> Anne Rice's interview with a vampire, the series. I have a revised opinion. You may not like it because I haven't said it to you yet. But the reason why I texted you and said I'm dying to talk about Claudia is because... Suddenly, after Lestat and Lily becoming parents, or like, not even that, they got just really domestic, it, and it got a little camp, all of a sudden, I understood where some people were coming from when they said, this is the opposite of the books and why they didn't like it. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm not saying I'm not having a good time here. What I'm saying is maybe I was a little bit harsh <laughs> on the reviewers. Well, we were only going off the first episode then. How, what do you mean by that, though, with Claudia? Because they were like the Brady Bunch. <laughs> it was just so fucking campy. And I like camp. But we talk all the time about how scary Lestat is because he's fucking terrifying. He is a menace. You know, we like it, but like he's an asshole. And then I feel like it just kind of blunted the horror of everything for a second there. When mm-hmm. they were like showing them as this hilarious gay couple. It was fine. It was fine after that. But just for a second, everything seemed like really silly. And when Claudia came into the picture, first of all, I didn't know she was an avatar. I didn't know she was an avatar. And I just saw Avatar with my family over Christmas. It just felt like her accent was bad. So in the book, she's a kid. She's a child child. Like she's Mm -hmm. little. Right. And I felt like it was a very important thing for them not to make her that young so I'm really glad that they did that but I don't know her portrayal of Claudia at first maybe it was my mind trying to like mush the two together because it wasn't fitting very well for me and it just made the whole thing seem kind of silly and then it started to change and maybe that is their intent there's a lot of elements to this storyline that makes it a little clunkier I mean nowhere in the book do we see the vampires grappling with their sexuality the way that Louis does in this he is literally having a crisis and I mean yeah they would be having a crisis in that time frame it's perfectly normal for a human but it's not anything that we saw in the books or in anything else and I think that's a lot different. I do think, though, that this Lestat, I'm scared of this guy. The only fight they really got in in the movie was like a slap fight. And it seemed like Louis and Lestat were really yeah. evenly keeled there. And this one, yeah, we, we saw that Lestat could end both of them. One of the most interesting things that they did in this show in terms of their relationship was Louis talking about the cloud gifts. Uh, it really showed how fucking strong Lestat is and made it a point he doesn't tell everybody what he's got. Like he doesn't show everybody his cards and not even Louis. And Louis is literally his husband. Like <laughs> they're husbands in this show. I think the other thing, like I kind of see what you mean about Claudia. I think it's clunkier because she is older. The fact yeah. that she like went off and went to college and stuff and could pass as a college student. That's very different from both the book and the OG movie because like you said they made that decision for a reason and I agree with it it's just it's a different dynamic pair that with terrifying assless stat 
I think it was really good to give a lot of dynamic to build between Lestat and Louis. The story between Lestat and Louis and like the disillusion of Louis' human family dynamic was really interesting. I wish he would have just stopped visiting his family, honestly. Because once you're a vampire, those two things clearly don't mix. And the scene with the baby, my glasses are fogging up because I'm nervous. It didn't shake me. I could not imagine if the writers had written that as being a thing, I just wouldn't buy it. A hundred percent, that's not Louis. That's not this version of Louis. That's not that version. It's not any version of Louis. Louis would not do that. That's not who Louis is as a person. Very true. But it still just made me nervous. I think maybe because I put myself in the sister's shoes. I only have one brother. And we look exactly alike. He's just bigger than I am. And he's I know how that is. <laughs> Me and Nathan look oh, yeah. exactly alike, so... Yeah, except my fucking brother can see. Yeah, like, he doesn't need glasses. And I literally asked my mom, like, how did you make a kid who can see? I don't get it. <laughs> but, hey, Nate doesn't need to wear glasses most of the time. I'm the one who does, so... I don't oh, you slightly same bitch. I wouldn't, like, flex too much on that anymore, because... <laughs> it got I worse. Can't shit, oh. <laughs> As we get older, and we're not vampires. I feel like I'm a vampire. I wouldn't go that far, but... Hell as fuck. Don't like crosses. Don't like garlic. I love garlic. I love garlic, dude. I could sit and eat like fucking cloves of garlic. I don't give a shit, dude. Yeah. I mean, maybe I can't toss some shits back. (laughs) I ate like a mildly boiled entire clove of garlic accidentally the other day, and I was just like, "Oh, that's kind of strong." Oh well. Your immune system needed it. Yeah, I was sick. Good for you. Is it like vampire lore in general that if they eat food, they get sick, or is that just what we do in the shadows? I was no, it's in, it's in here too. It's, he gets I'm offered sure the gumbo, but he doesn't eat it, so I didn't know if he. Yeah. I don't know that it makes them sick. I can't remember, but I think it tastes like ash in their mouth, mm-hmm. and so oh, okay. like, why put that shit in your mouth? You know, yeah, like I, I could eat dirt, but why the fuck am I gonna do that? Man, I don't know. That kind of like makes the dark gift not so gifty. Fuck that. I need to be able I mean, to eat shit. There's a lot of stuff that makes the dark gift not so gifty. Okay, let's not stop it at food tasting like dirt. Oh, no. At least they can still bang. Yeah, these ones can bang. That is 100% fucking every sandwich he fucking eats. Okay. I am convinced that Anne Rice's level of horniness just prevailed throughout her entire life. And she said, you know what? We've casted some really fucking hot guys. Son, cover your ears. Let's make him fuck. Lestat sees one and he's like, dick sandwich, let's go. I don't know if I agree that it got worse with age because reading uh, that witching hour, (laughs) the sixth chapter, yeah. (laughs) Okay, I'm very behind because my book got returned and there is a line of horny South Floridians waiting to read it. So I have to get my own. (laughs) The dialogue in this show is so fucking good it is so on point so amazing especially these two uh Lestat and Louis I was talking before we hit record about my favorite part of episode two he's at this new business and with an appraiser who's working with his business partner Louis is and you know he says like you did a good job or something but he says it in that condescending way that the white men speak to Louis and Louis's Mm -hmm. like it's unfortunate he should have to dabble in fuckery that night and then he eats him 
and then Lestat, as he's like, why did you fucking eat somebody on our premises? Just, like, gets so frustrated with him. He just starts cursing in French and then yells, you are a library of confusion. And let me say, there's my relationship goals. I want a man who is a library of confusion. Didn't I say that's what I love in a man? <laughs> like <laughs> Obliviousness is what you want. I mean, a library of confusion, oh, I feel oh. like, is a little bit more interesting. I want a whole bunch of different ways oh. of you fuck with my head. I never want to know exactly how you're going to fuck with my head. Just find a different way. I would pee my pants if Lestat started cussing at me in French. I'm just putting it out there. <laughs> we would pee our pants anyway because we're not Louis. He's not, you know, giving us the dark gift. We are definitely dick sandwiches at best in that situation. So God, that's all I ever wanted to be in life was a dick sandwich. <laughs> New t-shirt, dick sandwich. Dick sandwich. Cheese slut, dick sandwich. Once again, like, I haven't read the book, so I don't have, like, much of the backstory that you guys have, but I feel like these episodes really set up the whole like, shittiness of Lestat really well. The whole thing where he's like, I had a half fuck buddy, but you don't. And then he gets all pissed off when he catches him with his friend. And, and I then, thought that was... Yeah, I think that's one of the fights started. Not the biggest one, but I thought it was interesting that they showed this guy that obviously knew Louis from back in the day. And so... It really set that, that Louis has been struggling with this for his whole life. It wasn't just this sexy, foreign, rich guy came in and started setting off something that he didn't know was there. He knew it was there. Mm -hmm. I really liked that. It wasn't like that in the book because he was married young to a lady. Well, also, but I just don't think the book addressed sexuality at all. It was just their companions. No. It doesn't matter what gender they are. They're just together for a while. And then they decide to go with other vampires. This grapples a lot more with, like, human problems. Yes, that goes right into, like, them being super domestic. The way that he found Claudia, the whole fire scene, and the way he busted in there and saved her, I really love that. But he was going to leave Lestat's ass, right? He was just going to go. And Lestat used that against him, which he did that in the book, too, but it was just different. And I think that these are good differences. But we have to talk about the fight. Like, I'm dancing around the fight, but the fight between them was, like, a lot for me after Claudia left and came back so claudia left rightfully so and i i do i do think that the diaries were a nice touch because her inner monologue is necessary from the outside you can't tell what she's going through that struggle of like who's gonna love her and after killing the boy that she like had her first experiences with that's fucking traumatic and her aging and like it's not okay for this group of person to be attracted to me because of this reason that's a lot on top of her being murdery oh that's a lot and like that has like no patience for the way that other people deal with things and there's no way that he could understand her any part of her because he's a selfish white french man not only is he like a selfish white french man he was upper class his entire existence he was born with a silver spoon he always kind of moved along the most illuminated in society, musicians and artists and all this stuff. We see like throwbacks in this series to Nikki, who is mm -hmm. his first boyfriend. And 
I feel like he doesn't have any patience because he's never had to have patience. And I think that that's a very mm -hmm. accurate portrayal of Lestat. Way mm -hmm. more thought out than the first movie. And I mean, I can talk shit about the first fair. movie all I want, but it's only a fucking movie. This is a series. But. It was just so well done. So many things. Again, I'm just like always wowed when I go back and rewatch something because I'm like how well thought out, especially Lestat is. I guess Louis is a little bit new territory in some mm -hmm. respects, but the character's really sharp too. I'm on the fence with how I for feel about Claudia too. though. I just don't know about how I feel I, with the older Claudia. I understand why they did it. I agree with it. I just don't know how I feel. I know I'm exactly the same, but can't articulate the reasons why I feel so unsure about her. It just doesn't seem like a genuine portrayal. The scene where she starts getting careless before she leaves, like she's just dumping bodies in shallow graves really close to home, like there are rules. Mm -hmm. And that leads the police to come into the home, like she lets them in and she was like, drinking and that whole scene was really fucking stupid to me and maybe that's what it is and I just wasn't remembering that whole scene was stupid like she's running around hiding body parts hiding her it just felt very could have been a teen sitcom about vampires you know like the Wednesday show mm. and I'm fresh off of watching Wednesday I think it's exactly that it's good for her to be a teenager because reasons but the way they wrote her in some ways, it didn't mesh with the more mature ways that they had her behaving. And I get that she's growing. It must be awkward to grow up and be stuck in a teenage body, but it's just not as good as I, Lestat. I'm very confused, too, about the passage of time here, where, like, in the yes. movie, it was very clearly, like, 30 years. Like, she's 30 years old in a child's body. But I didn't mm -hmm. really get that same clarity here especially because they were still yeah. interacting with guys that they were his interacting family. with in the beginning yeah and his family the alderman yeah. and those kind of guys too which the alderman he gets what yeah. he deserves and fuck those guys mm -hmm. respectfully but, <laughs> disrespectfully okay. so, oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so used to following it with respectfully because I'm saying, you know. I know. I just feel like they can be disrespectful. They can for sure. Okay. So, before we talk about that, the fight between Lestat and Louis. Lestat is so shitty because, yeah, he has this bitch that he's seeing on the side, but no sides for Louis. Louis doesn't care about sides at this point because he's devastated that Claudia left and shut him out of her mind, as she should. She was mad. But, you know, she comes back for Lily because she sees how sad he is. And it was a sad scene when his sister left him in the cemetery. But also, like, it was way overdue. I'm not sure why they kept trying. Everything that's happening is scary. It's highly abnormal, especially for the time. And Lestat's like, well, no. And he not handles Lily to a degree that is just so much and then after he like just gives him the fucking business he takes him up into the sky and like drops him from so high up they're laughing and i i texted uh and like there is a domestic violence warning on this episode and then you just really think like they're a couple having a domestic violence mm -hmm. dispute and they're vampires. I think that the coziness of their relationship and the humanness of their relationship is the reason why they put that warning thing on there, that little bumper versus because the the violence was like out of this world fantastic. Not yeah. it was supernatural violence. But I think that because 
of the way that they're living and how close the relationship is and how it's emotionally abusive. I think that that's where that little thing came on because I think it could trigger people. Yeah. And there I sat, you know, it was really different. It's a lot heavier. Like it's super dramatic, really heavy, but definitely like miles away from the movie. Yeah. If you like the movie, stick to the movie. You will find no peace here unless you're looking for racist pieces of shit to be owned disrespectfully because that was the best that was satisfying i have to say these white men know like he's not dumb he's a very smart savvy businessman and they continuously try to take advantage of him and think that he'll be amicable when he stops playing nice then they pull the well you're black so you're gonna do it card and he's like whoa (laughs) i feel like this is such a good example of Louis's like infinite patience and like the warmth of the character and how good of a person he was because I would have eviscerated those motherfuckers on the first day. Day one, I would have killed them bitches. So literally, this man is so patient and such a good person that he would like grapple with that for so long before finally losing is cool. And he did. And I said the way that it would have been on site for me, the way that I would have eaten Every white man in the village that night. First night. First night I get turned, dude. I'm not doing dick sandwich either. You're just getting ate. No one's getting fucked. You're just a cheap slut. Sometimes I forget. Well, because I'm black. And like the racially charged just interactions in these episodes. Sometimes I do forget that this is Louie. It is Louie. Even Mm -hmm. though he has black skin and a black past in this movie, it is Louie. And he is that ever patient, ever emo. Sweet boy. He's a sweet boy. That he is. But this is justified. And the fact that he reeled himself in even. Okay, but it was very incredibly colorful to have this man hanging on a gate with a whites only sign on it. Please give me more of this. Yes. Give me. It's giving. And really put... (laughs) I'm gonna finish that. She put everything she had into you. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I realized what you were gonna do there, and I wanted to say I support. Our lady, she fucking did that. I can't wait to see where this goes, although I am terrified based on what you've been saying about the end. I have no idea where this is going. This is meant to be a journey. I've always felt like it would be really hard for them to put everything into a movie, mm-hmm. so they have to make shortcuts where they have. There's no excuse for Queen of the Dam. There's just not. I have to say, though, I am hardcore looking forward to this beautiful motherfucker playing that book, The Queen of the Damn Book. Oh, yeah. And the, being the fucking oh. rock star. Y'all better we keep this that going. Too. That's all I can say. Keep this going. Don't get canceled. Let's go. Let's fucking roll. <laughs> Christopher Rice wouldn't allow it. I started episode six, so I've got all kinds of stuff up there in my noggin, but... We're going to come back for another episode. Wrapping up this season one. I feel like they'll keep going. I feel like there's no way that they wouldn't keep going with the show. Netflix is on another level of bullshit and they're canceling all kinds of shit. But this is different. This is AMC. This is, this is AMC Plus. Okay? What do you think, Nate? He made a noise like he'd heard something. How people react to the first episode, I mean, I don't know in general, because a lot of those people probably tuned out, but I just wonder what the ratings are like on this show. Because it is on a streaming platform, I don't know what the game is. I don't know what numbers they would need to keep it up, but they created a whole production company for this in Mayfair. Like that Immortal Universe is an entire production company they created to do Anne Rice's stuff. And again, I'm going to be personally 
affronted if they decide to cancel this shit. These motherfuckers have had stab after stab at this IP, and I need to see it develop. I just need to. Same. Right here it says they renewed Interview for Vampire for a second season before the first season even began, so. Ew, ew. See? I'm going to need several because I need to at least get to past where I'm at. I need Queen of the okay. Damned. I want to see what they Mikhail would do with Maris. I want to get into the Talamasco. I want to yeah. see what's in it. No, they have to keep going. They, they have, have to. to. Like Anne Rice yeah. will come back from the dead and she will haunt you. Do you want those problems? Do you? Because I wouldn't. She's probably picked up a thing or two living in fucking New Orleans for forever. She probably has friends in high places. What with her hosting the freaking vampire fireball every year of her life hello so when we looked at those reviews last time was that just of the first First thing or was that people that watched the whole thing do you know nate i think that was before the whole season came out so i think that was just the first episode i'm just wondering if they're so so butthurt about it yeah i was gonna say i doubt those people are gonna watch any further if they're mad about yeah it gets way blacker and way gayer friends way more woke i think that we could argue out of all of this instead of louis being turned black being a problem if anything it would be claudia because again it's not just that it's just the whole character the way the whole character is constructed it's very different feeling i agree but i think it could have gotten a little sticky with a white teenage girl and a black man in the household yeah i get that maybe they didn't want to i also feel like there might be stuff we're not seeing yet that'll play in later too don't know how to say this because i don't want to end no spoilers or anything but the ending the very ending how did that match up to the book the character that they introduced at the end did they change a race or anything there kind of the character is not anything like it is in the book but neither is it in the first movie so So people probably won't get butthurt about that no i don't think they'll get butthurt about it anymore yes she guessed it yes and we'll just say i knew who armand was in episode two the beginning of episode two there was a scene there i fucking knew that bitch was armand i was angry about it because nathan's like oh they introduced a new character at the end and so i thought it was a whole new character and it threw me off it's very obvious very first scene of episode two like no no i'm dying i'm dying right now please i need to put all the pieces of my bed back together because i don't want i'm watching it tonight i'm watching it tonight and then i'm gonna have to to wait for the freaking next season to come out oh i know this is why i don't want to yep this all right well final thoughts that aren't me shrieking or fogging up my glasses I'm trying to once again put in perspective what two, three, and four was. I feel like a lot of the earlier episodes were just kind of setting up how much of a piece of shit that is and how manipulative he is towards Louis and yeah. that aspect, which I don't remember Tom Cruise being that much of a piece of shit, but he's just, You're more just like a too brat. distracted by the fact that he's wrong. Yeah, he's very petulant. He's not scary. And this yeah. with that, look at him. Mm. Just look at him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With his glass nails and you know like he could blink and explode you he's gonna <laughs> make a dick sandwich out of you like litter, whatever is bigger than a foot long like <laughs> not just a regular sandwich this went somewhere else i'm sorry <laughs> he would destroy grandpa highcock just absolutely destroy him a yard long oh. Yard log. He, he would split that bitch. <laughs> the log jammer, bitch. Log splitter. <laughs> because his hunting habits are laid out in minute detail in these books, right? Like you, you know what he's doing. So I just imagine 
and let me set the tone for you. You're, you're on a trip to New Orleans. You've never fucking been there, right? And this just happened to be one of the times where he's oot your boot. Just to be in Lestat's presence, the little hairs on the back of your neck and your arms would stand up and you would be like, oh no, I don't know what's happening, but I'm in the presence of like danger. And then that's it. Your life's over. Just... Unless he loves you. And then he will make you miserable for a long, long time. And then he'll come back around and do it again because it's forever. I have an idea. Salt oh, and carry on my wayward son. They wouldn't stand a chance. <laughs> I love Dean, but he would Some of the Winchesters. Match. Not even with the gun. Them shits couldn't kill this stat, I'm telling you. He would, like, survive decapitation out of spite. The gun that could kill God couldn't kill Lestat? No. Damn. Yes, probably. Damn. <laughs> but, like, Girl. just barely. You know what I mean? <laughs> you wouldn't kill. be certain at all. Dollman. Dollman could kill him. Space gun. <laughs> Those are really great final thoughts, you guys. <laughs> so while you wait patiently for me to finish the series, you can follow this podcast on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site or on Twitter at JITM Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at WitchXPudding. You can find me at Nocturnical. Find me at BadBenPen69. Hey, okay, bye. <laughs>